if you would. Oh no. This is gonna be this is gonna be something else. Oh, here it is, here it is. Notes. We like notes. Well, I knew it was Genesis 1, so turn with me to Genesis 1. Ah, uh, prove that. I've done it before. I've left my notes at home. I have. Uh, Barry, this is the exponential. This is the exponential of your potential. I told you the other day, we will never touch that again. And I've repented. And so this is number seven, by the way. So uh, let's, we're, we're doing some, some things on Wednesday night to get our basics back, our patterns back, to, to make sure that we're all not out there thinking about those things. Can't see the forest for the tree type of stuff where you're out there and you miss the basics. That's the one thing that we do this so well is in these books, these virtue and valor books, these, is that we go over the basics and it's like, well, I know that. Well, you need to know it better because there's a time lapse on everything, especially Revelation. So we, we endeavor, you do, I do, we all do, endeavor to follow biblical patterns and, and uh, principles not traditions. Well, this is the way our church has always done it. We don't care. Well, I, I come from a church and I come from, my grandma always said we should do this and that. It'll show up in baptism. It'll show up in communion. It'll show up in your money. Oh my, it'll show up in your money. Uh, these traditions. So we, we, we're, we're peeling all that back. If there was never a generation that said we're going to live by faith, we're going to live by the integrity of the word of God, we have the opportunity to be that generation. And there doesn't have to be many of us, actually, the smaller the better in that sense, because you don't have people uh, disagreeing from everything. So let's just go over this about life. Let's just get everybody. Let's just get on page one. Life. Life is. Is is God gave you control of your life. God is not in control of your life. You are in control of your life. Anybody that's raised a, a, a child or, or six and, and got them through high school and out there knows, knows, knows that no matter what you threatened them with and what you put in them, you're not in control of their life. <laughs> wow. My dad told me one time, he, he never said anything. My father never talked about nothing, about anything. But he told me one time, he said, if you ever smoke, I'll break your arm. It's like, what? Who says that to their son? Who says that? And then my little brother did smoke. <laughs> it's like, he had no broken arms. So you get all sorts of strange things that pile in and try to take up residence in our, in our thought pattern, which tries to affect our faith. And it affects it by trying to limit it. It's always a limiter. You never get these things and say, I I'm doing better since grandma told me that. You never get that. You always, it always limits us. It pulls us back. And so we're in the process, all of us, of, of sifting that stuff out. And every once in a while, something that everybody in the room knows, you'll hear and say, you know, I knew that, but I didn't know that. There's people that are 70 years old that have been in a church all their life, like ALL, and they're not sure, and we're not sure they're born again. You go, how can that be? Because they were sitting there listening. No, they weren't listening. 
They were hearing, but they weren't listening. So God gave control to every single person over their own life. He said, here. Yeah, he, 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 and he put spiritual weapons or spiritual tools in our hands, which proves it. If he's in control, why do we need to pray in the Holy Ghost? Why do we need to speak to the mountain? Why do we need to bind on earth and loose in heaven and all that? In Genesis chapter 1, we won't spend much time here, but let's, let's look in verse 20. Uh, I said 28, but it's 26. God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air and over the cattle and over all the earth, over all the earth, over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. Seemed a little redundant after you said all the earth to have to put the creepy things in there. But but that's that's how it came out. So. Uh, so this is the master plan of creation. Wherever else you go in the Bible and say, well, I found me a verse that lets me do this. I can smoke this and I can drink that. I found me a verse that makes it okay. <laughs> Whatever there, if we get back to this verse 26, we go, this is the anchor to how God thinks. He gave man dominion over everything. He, he was either in a toasty mood that day or that was really his intent. I'm, I'm thinking that's what he meant. He gave us dominion. He gave us control. He gave us the outcome. The outcome is up to me. Well, I'd like to blame God. And I'm telling you, lots of folks like to blame God. Well, the reason I'm like I am is because God's in control and God, God did this. Uh, but the master plan of creation is here. Now, we know the serpent came, the devil came and messed it up. And, and it took, it took uh, 2,000 years to get the Messiah back into the earth to straighten that out. Because the Lord had to do it with one arm tied behind his back and, and, uh, and, uh, and those, those, thing, those shackles that are on your feet. I mean, he had to do it with, with nobody born again. Think about building a city with dogs. I don't want to put dogs down, but, but you know, it's kind of along that line, like, well, this is impossible. Or cats. Okay, we'll say cats, because I can say anything about cats, and everybody will give me a pass on that. I love dogs. Now, by the way, y'all, I love dogs. I don't have one because it's not, it's not uh, fit, fit for my lifestyle, but I love dogs. But I do not make that claim on cats. Hallelujah. And I, I do like Lewis, though. I do like Lewis. He's mysterious. So... Uh, so God, God set it up. The closer you are to Genesis 1-1, the closer it is to being a principle that, is, that is, shows up in every book and every principle of the Bible. And here he said, my principle is you are in control. You can reason it and say, why would he do that? It was, seems crazy. But not everybody's crazy like the world is here or in America or in other nations. It's not always been this way. There's seasons and cultures and everything. We have the Reformation. We have the Dark Ages. We have all those things. You can't judge even America saying, well, there's no revival in the earth because there is revival in the earth. It's just not really going on in America, maybe, but it's going on in Brazil. It's going on in uh, Argentina. It's going on in other places. So we can't judge what, our, what we see. So we have to say, you know, the Lord put me in charge. And so the second verse to that song is, I'm responsible. 
because he put me in charge. But it's unfair for him to put me in charge if he didn't give me the tools and the abilities to have a good life, which is what he promised, with what he gave me. In other words, I can affect my outcome. I'm re it's not like do this with a bunch of cats, you know, build the golden city with a bunch of cats. He didn't say that. He said, I'm going to put me in you. And I want you to do it by my direction. I want you to be dependent on me. I want you to be submitted to me. I want you to look for me, pursue me. And I'll tell you what to do and it'll be marvelous. The only time it messes up is when we think we can do it on our own. Could, could, we, we, could we agree with that? So Genesis chapter 3, if you slipped over there, uh, you see the story of, it goes back and talks, it's kind of uh, like in those movies where it's four years earlier. Well, the serpent came to the woman and, and beguiled her, and then she did give to her husband to eat, and the Lord was saying, this is not, this is not my plan. I want you to be in control, not the devil. I, I don't want you to be seeking something that I hadn't put in you. So uh, the curse was loosed into the earth. You know, the, he said, girls are going to have trouble with their childbirth. Men are not going to, they're going to be thistles and thorns everywhere. They go and plant a good crop and weeds are just going to take over it. That implies that before that, there were no weeds. It was good. It was like four bale cotton or something like that. But it all changed right there. And so Jesus had to come and change it back. And I want to tell you, he did a very good job. The Bible says he, he defeated the devil and made a show of him openly. He did a very good job. The work is done. He, he, he smacked him down in such a way there's no evidence that he was ever in the fight. Uh, so it's finished. So what about us? Are we still in control? Absolutely. We got restored to what Adam lost and better. The Lord Jesus came back and made it better. So we even have it better. First Peter 2.24 says, Whom in himself bear our sins in his own body on the tree. So he fixed the sin problem. Who in himself bear our sins in his own body on the tree. He fixed the sin problem. Jesus fixed the sin problem. That was the problem, wasn't it, for 2,000 years or 4,000 years? Uh, that we being dead to sin should live under righteousness by whose stripes ye were healed. Well, right there, he fixed the sickness problem. When he fixed the sin problem, he automatically fixed the sickness problem. So we should be that smart to say if he forgave me of my sins, he dealt with my sickness. Oh my, I thought it was the other, something else. Uh, Romans six fourteen: for sin shall not have dominion over you, for you are not under the law, but under grace. So we've been delivered from the law. The law had penalties. The law had curses attached to it. If you don't do this, you're going to have that, and it's going to hurt you. And if you do this, First, he said, we're going to hurt you. You know, it was just it was just full of legalism and no no man, no Pharisee could ever live under it. Nobody could except the Lord Jesus. Uh, in uh, first second Corinthians eight, nine, it says, for, you know, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. So here he's going to fix something else that though he was rich, he became poor that you through his poverty might be made rich. 
So he fixed it. He identified with us so that we could identify with him. Isn't that an amazing statement that we can identify with the, the majestic one, the creator of all, the Lord Jesus Christ. We can identify with him and say, as he is, so am I. It's blasphemous to the carnal mind. It's just heretical. It's, it's just, it's just take somebody out and stone them or throw them off the hill. But yet it's true. And it's taken us all a while to get past that because we know ourselves and we, we, we feel like that we don't qualify. But the blood of Jesus qualified us. And so it's, it's, the, it's the unsubstantiated factor. So here's, here's the principle. Based on what I just shared, life is not an action. Well, if you, COVID's going around. We'll say that, for instance. COVID's going around. Uh, by the way, don't, well, I can't go there. I, I, I won't go there. But anyway, by the way, by the way, I know something that I would like to say, but I'm not going to say it. But it's say COVID or, or uh, what's that bad disease that's, they found one of them in Florida. Uh, anyway, it's a bad thing. It doesn't matter. But uh, so you could say it's everywhere. What are we going to do? Life is, is, life is not, life is, is uh, never an action. It's a reaction. My life is a reaction. I react to uh, wish I could think of that thing. Anyway, I react to it. How do I react to it? Well, I can't defeat it on my own, so I have to live above it. You can't eradicate all sickness for everybody. You get with people sometime that want to pray heaven down and just say, we just we bind all sickness in the earth. We bind all poverty in the earth. You can't do that. That's but you can control. He gave you dominion over your life. And so you can control everything about your life. Absolutely and completely with no reserve. You can't you can't do it for all because they're all confessing. I'm sick. They're all confessing. They're broke. They're all living that. So life is not an action. It's my reaction. I'm going to live according to how I react to life. If COVID comes, how I react to that is how it will be. Not how it is, but how I react to it. So that means I have options to capitulate, just say, okay, it's here. I'm, I'm going to get it and there's no need in resisting it. We learned a lot since it came through. And wiped out a lot of people. We all learned stuff and we all put the hammer down. I can tell you, we all put the hammer down and said never again. Are y'all those hammer putters that said never again? Uh, we're, we're, we're not. We're not under any condemnation. There's none here. We've all been. I, I can tell you, I would be in the ground if it wasn't for doctors. I wouldn't have made it on my own. I've had, I've had issues that would have put me in the ground, but... There was doctors. And I turned to Debbie one time and I said, well, the doctor just said I should have that. What do you think? What do I think? 
she loaded on me. She said, you're going to get yourself up and you're going to march yourself down there and get you one of them funny gowns on and you're going to get in the bed and you're going to surgery. <laughs> so she had an opinion about that. Hallelujah. So life is corrupt. I don't know why that surprises Christians, but life is unfair. Life is unjust. Life is retaliatory. It will come back and bite you. You think, well, I've, I've dusted that off. No, it's circling around to come again. Steal, kill, and destroy. And so life is not fair. The only time we'll get to fair is when we get to heaven. There it's fair. But down here it's not fair. So y'all quit getting your stuff in a wad that says they hurt my feelings and they, they, they didn't do right and they cheated me and they whatever. Like it's news, like it's something that's happened that shouldn't have or couldn't have or wouldn't have, because it's never going to be that way. It's always been this way and it is and it will be until the Lord comes back. There's a curse in the earth. There's sin in the earth. There's the flesh in the earth. There's corruption in the earth. And in, as long as we are living in it, we're not of it, but we are certainly in it then to live differently than that, we have to live above it. We have to access him that delivered us from that. So it's a reaction. So here it comes, a bill that you didn't expect. Here it comes, a breakdown in your car that you didn't naturally expect. And what are you, what are you gonna do? Well, you can lose your mind, and lots of Christians do. They act just exactly, I mean precisely, like the world. Or you can say, that ain't no stepper for a stepper. And we and just walk. So we're reacting according to the word, which is, I have come that you might have life and have it till it overflows. So where is that? Well, it's to live above it. We can't, li we can't get it in there. We can't change people's minds. Not much. You can't change the system. The system is in. The political system, it's in the church, it's in, the, it's, in, it's in your family, it's in your kids. The political system is in. The political system is witchcraft. If you want to just know how it is, manipulation and control. Anytime we go and use a method or a, a uh, pattern to, to meet something that we want improvement on, we want to benefit from, without going to God, in other words, we're going to manipulate something, we're going to change something, we're going to pay off something, we're going to call in a favor, we're going to get under the table, or whatever people do, it's witchcraft. Uh, I thought it was just making a deal. I thought I was just paying off my buddy Jeb so he'd get this ticket taken care of. Whatever it looks like on the surface, that's witchcraft, manipulation and control. We don't live by that. We don't live by that. That's, you can, and, and, and nobody's mad at you when you do, but you just need to know you're in that system. It's corrupt. It's perjured. It's, it's, it's not who we are. We live above it. And the more you meet it with that witchcraft, that manipulation and control, the more you meet that and develop a mindset that says, I'm going to work away in the system. I'm going to work the system. I'm going to I'm going to do things to get a, 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 an advantage. Then you'll always be looking for an advantage. 
doesn't mean you can't get a good deal. It doesn't mean that, uh, that they don't favor you and they say, we're calling you out to send $100 to. I'm not talking about that, of course, but, but it's political. Witchcraft is political. And, and there's witchcraft is in the church everywhere. We talked about it the other Sunday where they give titles to people and give them a parking space with their sign out in front of them. That's, we're all the same. And, and, and I can tell you when, you, when you put your britches on, they all go on the same, they all come off the same. And so there's no advantage. We're all the same. You, you can recognize and say, well, okay, there's this and that. But you, you don't, well, okay. So how do we live? We live according to exceeding abundantly above. That is how we live, exceeding abundantly above. We live above. So we're reacting, not acting. We're not, we're not saying, oh, I got a bill that I can't pay, so I'm just going to go work overtime, and I'm just going to see if I can get this thing taken. Do what you want, but we're going to live above if we're going to live by faith. We're going to call on God and say, here's this thing. There's plenty more where this came from, my money. How do you want me to handle it? And sometimes he'll say, just pay it. The Lord's not always looking for the bargain and for things on sale. Sometimes he'll say, just, just pay it. Well, Lord, I want this car, but it's a lot of money. Just pay it. Just pay it. Well, Lord, I, you know, I, I'm trusting you for a bargain. No, that's not what he says. I mean, not always. Y'all look like you've got God figured out out there. <laughs> it's according to the power that worketh in you. It's according to what's inside of you. It's not that God's in control. Well, the power source is up here or over there or whatever. No, the power source is me. And if I don't like it, I can change it. And if I'm willing to get along with the system, the political system, then I'll, there's repercussions. There's an action, and then there's a reaction. So if I go along with the system, there's going to be a reaction. I'm going to suffer for being in the system. It's called steal, kill, and destroy. Is that right? Now, I don't want to put a heavy on y'all tonight, and we don't have much time, and I was wanting to go somewhere with this, but... Uh, 1 Corinthians 3, turn there real quick. Since Barry put that speedo clock up there, 1 Corinthians 3. Okay. Verse 6, 3 6. I have planted. So Paul's writing this letter to Corinth, and he said, I have planted. Apollos watered, but, comma, but, God gave the increase. So then neither is he that planteth anything, anything. Well, I'm special. I'm the preacher. I'm the apostle. I'm the elder. I'm the deacon. I'm special. No. If you're planting, you're nothing. And if you're not planting, you might not be that. He said, neither is he that planteth anything, neither is he that watereth, but God that giveth the increase. Now he that planteth and he that watereth are one, and everyone shall receive his own reward according to his own labor. So it's up to me. 
Well, you say, that doesn't sound very spiritual. Well, it's up to me to find God. It's up to me to access his power, the gifts of the Holy Ghost. It's, it's up to me to, to speak to the mountain. It's up to me to say what things soever you desire when you pray. It's up to me to say, what do I want, Lord? What is the plan of God? What is your will in me for this situation? What things soever you desire when you pray? Believe you receive them. We can do that. That's in the system. And it makes you ride above. It makes you live above. It makes you float above the system. And they'll say, how do you get the stuff you get? And plus, we're tithing and giving. Now, the Amplified says, I planted, Apollos watered, but God all the while was making it grow and he gave the increase. Now, we're going to make a point here. So neither is he who plants is anything nor he who waters, but only God who makes it grow and become greater. He who plants and he who waters are equal, one in aim of the same importance and esteem, yet each other receive their own reward according to his own labor. So he says here that everybody's either a planter or a waterer. I, I want you to notice that we can only plant and water. But that God cannot plant or water. Oh my, we're going to step over a little bit. God can't plant or water. He's not in control. But I can. Well, I'll be something special if he can't and I can. No, he said nothing. He said, because you can't make it increase. Just plant and water all day long, Sonny. If, if God doesn't make the increase, it didn't happen. But here it is that God can only multiply the seed. That's all he can do. He can't plant. He can't water. But he can multiply the seed. So suddenly my job is so simplified as a reactor that when situations come, when life comes, when just natural life comes, or just increase comes into your heart, you say, you know, I, I'd like to increase my income. I want to, I need a car or I need to buy this or I want to give my giving. I want to give to whatever, whatever, where we get a desire. That's natural. It's natural to want to do more. Okay, y'all. It's natural to want to do more. We're always stirred up. I'm always stirred up. Me and Deborah Ann are always stirred up. How can we do more? That's from Holy Ghost. He's saying we can do more. In other words, you've never tapped out. Anything but the space you were in yesterday. But today is a new space. And today he said, we can do more. Well, Lord, I feel just like I did yesterday. Ah, I'm here. If you'll plant, if you'll water, Michael, I will give increase. And see, this is important that we, if we don't minister the word, which is water, planting and watering, ministering the word is planting and watering. Ministering the word, ministering comfort, ministering to help, getting outside of your own box, getting outside of your own little area and saying, I got something you need and I want to give it to you. That's called planting. Or somebody that's already born again or someone that's and you say, you know, the Lord says to me to tell to you, you know, well, they're already planted, but they need watering. They need edification, exhortation and comfort is what prophecy is. So we go and just prophesy to him. The Lord tells me he's got good stuff in, in store for you. I can tell you it blesses you. 
So who, who plants and who waters? It's us. And God gives the increase. So we, we minister to people. But if we don't minister to people, now look, there is no harvest. Because he can only bless or bring a harvest, the increase, based on what we what? Plant and water. If we're not engaged, if we're like, well, I planted the other day and that ought to be good for a while. Well, that's fine. But today you're getting no increase because he cannot plant for you. He cannot water for you. But you and I are so aptly equipped to plant and water. That's that's who we are. I'm a planter. I'm a waterer. It's like, who are you? Well, that's who I am. Well, what else can you do? Not, can't do nothing. I'm a planter and a waterer. I get up and eat my Wheaties and out the door I go and I'm a planting and a watering all day long. My mind, my, my whole demeanor, my whole outlook, my perspective, my expectation is who can I plant and water with today? I plant and water in my own self. Speak the word to yourself. Go out the door. Planting and watering. I'm planting in me. So God can put some increase here. Don't y'all know that makes him happy? Think about how, how happy a father is to come in from, from overseas in the military and see a, a, a daughter that he never saw, was born while he was gone. I mean, that's one excited boy. He, you've seen pictures of them. They just get beside themselves. And mama's real happy too. Well, that's the way the father is. Sort of. Acts 13. I got, I, got, I got just enough time to do all I want to do. <laughs> so we, we fight. We fight because it's, it's so seductive. It is so intoxicating to be in the world. The lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life are the three gates into our life. And, and we... The world's always trying to poke something in it to seduce you, to seduce you to what? Well, to, to seduce you to be something that you're not, to do something, to, to go be the increase. I'll just step over there and be the increase. No, just plant and water. And God will give the increase. We mesh with a lot of people that God wanted, God, God wanted us to plant and water, and we just keep on going until we get the increase and sometimes it's like that wasn't going to come that moment. It's going to come the next day or the next week or whatever. Think about your own life. Think about how it worked for you. And you go, well, that's how it would work for other people. You didn't get it all in one load. You didn't come on Friday night and say, I just got all the God there is. And on Saturday, I'm a beaming uh, Christian. It's like, no, it didn't happen. It was you working stuff out, working stuff in. And suddenly the end of that for that moment is the product or the, the result, the harvest, the increase of planting and watering. So that's what we do. Our main goal here at River Church is to find out who we are. Because when we find out who we are, then we are qualified and empowered for what we can have that helps us plant, helps us water, or Another way to say it is what we can do, what we can have and what we can do. They're, they're all kind of the same. 
But you can't, you, you'll, you, this head up here, this thing, this eight and a half pounds of gray matter will talk you out. Your conscience will talk you out of saying, I'm qualified. The blood of Jesus, I'll just march in there and take all the devils out and, and lay hands on everybody. And it's like, that's what should be. That's what could be. But no, then there's that torpedo that comes in and hits your broadside that says, you know what you did last week. And so, or what you did, whatever. So uh, Acts 13, we're there. This is a very good scripture. Now there were in that, the church that was in Antioch, certain prophets and teachers. I wish we could stay there for a little bit. Prophets and teachers. Wouldn't it be wonderful, just a side note here, to have prophets and teachers at River <laughs> Church? You go, no, not little old us, not little old country people us, not little old, and I'm not calling you country people, I'm just saying what some might say of us that says we're, we, we are, we're just plain and we're ordinary and we're, we're not special and whatever. Wake up. That is a lie. That is not the truth. We, we may have left that place, but that's not where we are now and it's sure not where we're going. So it says there was prophets and teachers at the church at Antioch, certain prophets and teacher, and it lists them. And, and it says Paul's in there and, and they minister to the Lord. One version says they worship the Lord to they minister to the Lord and fasted. And the Holy Ghost said, let's get some Holy Ghost said business in our lives. Let's get some where we come in and say, well, the Holy Ghost said. Well, how bodacious would that be? We'd all be inspired and in saying, I want some Holy Ghost said. I mean, we're thrilled when we get a prophecy or some of y'all are. Whatever. And we say, you know, the Holy Ghost said this. But even then you can talk yourself out of a prophecy. I've seen it done over and over. Well... It's been a while. He said, separate me, Barnabas and Saul, for the work whereunto I've called them. Look at that. Separate me. So they were called out. They were waiting. They were getting ready. They were sowing. They were, excuse me, planting and watering until one day the Lord called them out and said, I want you to go plant and water somewhere else. And if you read the story here in, in 13, they went all over and did all, all sorts of stuff. Actually, in, in verse 8, it says, uh, Elimus the sorcerer. So in just, in just five verses, they, their separation ran into Elimus or Elimus or Leroy, the sorcerer. For so by his name, by interpretation, withstood them, seeking to turn away the deputy. There was a deputy there from the faith that was on the line. Then Saul, who is also called Paul, filled with the Holy Ghost. Now that's that. That's who we are. I'm filled with the Holy Ghost. Not I was filled. Well, back in 1972, 1995, 2014, I was filled. I was filled. Ephesians says, be being continually filled. He said in and here's Saul. He's had the Holy Ghost a long time. It says, uh, filled with the Holy Ghost. Why would they say that? Why didn't they just say Paul? Must have been demonstratively 
evident that he was filled with the Holy Ghost. Now, family, that's who we are. And the Lord wants evidence that we, they would say, there's Pamela, there's Melissa, there's Rebecca, filled with the Holy Ghost. Garland's just, he's just off, off the chain. He's just filled with the Holy Ghost and we can't even settle him down. And, and he said, oh, and said, oh, full of all subtly and all mischief, thou child of the devil, thou evil of all righteousness. This was a, this was a neighbor that threw his beer can over the fence, right? Wilt thou not cease to pervert the right way of the Lord? And, uh, and now behold, the hand of the Lord is, behind, is upon thee, and thou shalt be blind. Now, full of the Holy Ghost, and then tells him off. He said, I, I have to tell the truth. I can tell no lie. And he said, you are a child of the devil. You are the enemy of all, unrighteous, of all righteousness. Uh, yeah. And then he said, uh, the hand of the Lord is upon thee, and thou shalt be blind, not seeing the sun for a season. And immediately there fell a mist and a darkness. I tell you, we hadn't tapped out the book of Acts. Let, let's, let's say I must soldier on. Family, let's, let's say I must soldier on. We must soldier on. We, it's like, and here, here's, oh my. Paul and Barnabas, was it Barnabas? Yeah, were called out. And you go, yeah, but that's special times and special, you know, they got it wrote up in the big book. And so that wouldn't happen here. Everything in here is a pattern. Everything is the example of go and do. The only thing people get messed up, in my opinion, on is they get in here and they read about elders. Elders was what they had before they had the fivefold ministry. They had elders. Well, elders would be just like in this church. There's men and women that are seasoned, that understand, that have wisdom, that know the way of the Lord. We would call them elders unless they were 16. But, uh, and so they say, well, we want a New Testament pattern. And that was a, that was a picture. That was a, a zip out of the video that said, well, we had elders before we got the fivefold ministry. In Ephesians, he brings that out. It doesn't matter, have, but an elder run church. Oh my. Oh my. Okay, where am I? I'm, I'm, I'm off the chain here. Uh, behold, the hand of the Lord is upon thee, and thou shalt be blind, not seeing the sun for a season. And immediately there fell on him a midst in the darkness, and he went about seeking some to lead him by the hand. Then the deputy, the guy that was in the, the land of choices, when he saw what was done, believed. Let's say that together. When he saw what was done, believed. And then it goes on and says even more, being astonished at the doctrine of the Lord. Okay, so we're back to this. If we want Bible results, we got to have the Bible pattern laid down in us. And here it is. They, they didn't even have the pattern. They were just winging it. You know they didn't have Acts to read and say, this is what we should do next. They were winging it. Well, we should wing it. Stay within the parameters of, of uh, decency and order, but that won't be hard if you're, in the, if you're full of the Holy Ghost. 
I don't, I don't have time to go there. But it sure would be fun. I can tell you. So I, I'm just, yeah. So here, here's my, here's my mid-message message end is that Paul and Barnabas were waiting on the Lord and they were being prepared. They were teachers and prophets. Everybody in that list was a teacher or a prophet. There wasn't any, wasn't any houseboys that were hanging around. They said, well, what are we going to do with Leroy here? Well, no. And so everybody was in preparation. And so it would be wrong. I say it would be wrong. It would not be right for us to to have lofty dreams and goals about the kingdom and the ministry and, and how God's going to use me. But you should, you should, you should have, you should have a, a picture inside of you of at least some place in your future that you say, this is where I'm going. And how would you know? Well, you're full of the Holy Ghost. We pray in other tongues. We stir up mysteries. So surely we stir them up to know something. Y'all don't get mad at me. I'm just, I'm just, I, we're, we're going to walk, we're going to walk a narrow board here and y'all aren't going to get mad at me. And so we can get this into the, we can get this in the, into the air. No, nobody would let me do this anywhere else, but y'all will. And so we, 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 we should know something. And the, now listen. Once you go on vacation and you say, we're going to, to uh, Butte, Montana. Been there, done that. You say, we're going. What do you do when, when you and her get the map out or whatever? What do y'all do? You find Butte. And you, you, you find where you are, Northport or Tuscaloosa or, or wherever you are. And you start stringing a track between here and there. Because we're going to Butte. But we're not that smart sometimes in the kingdom. It's like, I don't know where we're going. We're just traveling. Well, it could be that we're just circulating. So my, my call to River Church is that we need a better reaction to the action. We need to be filled with the Holy Ghost. Well, we are. But we need to stir him up. Would you all agree we need to stir him up? All of us would say, nobody would say, I'm stirred up. All I want to be stirred up. None of us are. I'm not. You're not. But we don't really know how to pitch that. But we're, we're on it. We're looking. We're, we're saying, Lord, how would we get into that door? And so, but if you know anything, if you don't know anything, then find it. Dream. In the Holy Ghost. Get out there and tell the Lord, I am, I am praying out my future plans. You tell me how far you want me to pray out. You know, we don't know how far to pray, but he'll, he'll pray you out either to the next leg or he'll give you a way down the road picture and say, this is where you're going. I have things on my life that I know that I don't tell anybody. But I know where I'm going. And if I'm taking all of you with me. Do you understand what I'm saying? I'm not, I'm not going to New Hampshire or anywhere like that. Because you don't want to go to New Hampshire. <laughs> we don't even want to go to Arkansas. So, 
So you ought to know. And so would it, it would be wrong. It would be wrong. It would be asking God to give you increase without planting and watering if we said, Lord, I'm here. Just use me. Use me is in Matthew 25, the parable of the we, we don't have time to go there, but the parable of the the three servants that the master said, I'm going on a long journey. The Bible says in verse 20, 19, it says, after a long time, the Lord of those servants cometh and reckoneth with them. The long time that is spoken of there is the same as you and I waiting on the Lord to do something. But he doesn't do it that way. He doesn't do it that way. You pursue him and you find him, you catch him. But he, he, he's like, Lord, if you, if you want to talk to me, I'm right here. See, that's a famous saying, a famous religion, religious cop-out. You want to heal me, Lord? You know where I am. Well, he didn't heal me, so therefore, therefore, and therefore. So where are you going individually? We have some of the finest people in the whole county assembled in this room right now. Absolutely. I'd, 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 I'd go to the end for any of you. But even then, we could be stuck or stopped like a train that stops and then picks up again. If you got off and didn't get back on, you're not going anywhere. We should be saying, I'm going somewhere. And then we would be like Paul and Barnabas. We would be preparing for that. If you're called into a ministry, and we are, but everybody, everybody nod their head. Yes, I am. Yes, I am. There is nobody here that's not called into the ministry. Don't, don't tell me. Don't come in here and say I'm a minister like you are the only one. It won't fly. We're all ministers. I'm a minister, but Susan's a minister. Annette's a minister. We're all ministers. We don't want it to be a long time. The Bible says in Galatians chapter 9, not to be weary in well-doing. So here's, here's, here's the default mode, and, and then I'll quit because it's, it's after 8. I'll quit with this. The default mode is, is I haven't heard from him in a while. Therefore, I'm just waiting on him to talk to me. And that is... That is anti-scripture. It is anti-faith. It's anti-God puts you in control of your own life. We get into an apathy, a lethargy, a complacency where we just say, well, you know, I'm busy. I, and well, yeah, we're busy. No, we're not. No, we're not. We just all. It's like your house. You get, you get a 1,700-square-foot house, you get a 3,300-square-foot house. Guess, guess how full it is? Totally. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Well, how would you get all this stuff? Well, I had room for it. So we, we, we're not busy. We're unfocused. So we've got to stop because the Lord... Now, listen, listen, listen. The Lord is waiting on us to pursue him. He has plans. Separate unto me Barnabas and Saul for the work whereunto I've called them. They were waiting. They were ready. 
They were prophets. They were prophesying to one another. They were teaching. They were teaching to one another. They were, te they were activated, but they were waiting to where he would send them to plant and to water because it was the only way. Listen, it's the only way they could get increase. If you don't plant and you don't water, there is no increase. And you go, well, who's responsible for that? You can't blame the devil. So we're going to do better. And he's probably going to preach it next week. But that's OK. Because we want to be provoked to love and good works. I do. I, I want I listen to, to salty preachers. I listen to people that are kind of edgy. I don't want to be edgy. But I want this core group. I want to get everybody ignited and then bring everybody else in and we'll catch them on fire just by being next to them. But we should we should take this golden moment of being right here right now. And we should we should catch fire. Because we're not going to catch fire with a new building. We're not going to catch fire with uh, more money. We're not going to catch fire with a. Uh, with sweeter songs or none of that. It's going to be inside. So he said, Paul said, I planted, Apollos watered, and God gave the increase. I want increase. I want increase. But I got to do it God's way. And maybe, maybe, maybe we haven't been doing it God's way. Maybe we've been doing it our way. I'm just waiting on God. If he, if he wants to use me, he, he knows I'm ready. That's not the Bible pattern. That's not what's laid out in the scriptures. So it's like you, the word tells you to activate yourself. The word tells you to be, be being filled with the Holy Ghost. The word says to lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. The word tells us to speak to the mountain. The word is full of things that keep us busy all day. We don't have anything that says I'm just waiting on the Lord. This is the Lord. Amen. Amen. That, this is the Lord. Whew, I'm glad he's through with that. <laughs> Amen. Well, if you're giving tonight, and we all are.